welcome back to Starkville's House of L Krypton. This is our episode for the Krypton episode Zods and Monsters. I'm Frank. I'm Derek. Can we just like Can I just watch it again? Like I just want to watch this this might be one of my favorite live action Superman installments ever i don't know mm. if installment the right word i don't want to say episode because i feel like it surpasses like i just i just want it in my eyeballs again i hear that it was am, really I, good it was and it's, really really good and there was some there were some real gems for for fans that go back far right like there was some stuff that really really made well, my my heart happy back to a thousand cycles uh as as far back as that, yes. Yeah, but I, you know, one of my favorite memories, and uh, you may be the same way. I don't know. We, I don't feel like we've talked about this. Definitely not on 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 shoe, maybe off air. Is like I remember skipping school, and and being in line for the death of Superman. Mm. Like it was huge to me. Like that was such a big deal as a comic book fan, as a Superman fan. Like so, to see correct Doomsday origins, right? Like, like, like Burton and all that stuff. Like the you know way way back on uh, in like ninety two or ninety three or whatever, knowing how he was created and you know born in vitro in a lab, kind of and all that stuff. But to to see this iteration which is far more true to Doomsday than we got on Smallville, obviously, or, you know, Batman versus Superman or anything else. It's just, as a Superman fan, it's huge. Absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. Like, epic, epic stuff. Um, really, really exciting that they, they decided to go with the route that uh, Doomsday has Kryptonian origins. Um, yeah, and, was and a Kryptonian. The they, that, yeah, that, that that Doomsday was a Kryptonian, and and the way that they tied together the houses of L and Zod, and what happened to Doomsday, and then what Drew Zod is doing in the present um, is just masterfully done, masterfully tied together, and just beautifully right. done all around. Because, you know, and, and they draw a lot from it because Doomsday proper, what we know from the comics and what we eventually find out is because it it doesn't, his backstory doesn't really come in till later. He, you know, when he comes crashing out and takes out the Justice League in moments in the comics, we, we don't find out all these stories about him and how he was this, you know, product of of science and evolution. But the whole idea that he kept dying from the elements and being reborn harsher and fiercer uh, is obviously in play here. Um, they played a little bit with that in Dawn of Justice. Obviously, every time the government hit him or, you know, Wonder Woman or Superman hit him, he would grow stronger. That, and he eventually got the spikes and he didn't look like a Ninja Turtle um, <laughs> like he did in the opening minutes when he showed up. But, you know, he was... He immediately, like Doomsday, gets killed from the harsh environment, and then his he becomes stronger all the time, and eventually lands on Earth and gets buried and breaks free, and he gets you know an arm free, and that's how he he breaks free to to kill Superman, from what we know. But to see that you know he was he was a 
he was basically they were trying to make a super soldier for war yes. purposes uh, on on Krypton. The houses of El and Zod working together, and we learned that in season one. We actually called that uh, early on because when we find Doomsday's chamber, it looked like the two glyphs overlaid, and um, we called that here on the podcast. And obviously, they end up coming to fruition that that Doomsday was a product of the two houses working together uh and creating this this monster and that's what we obviously are shown in this episode from a thousand cycles ago is it a thousand cycles ago is that right there's a thousand cycles that yep. that's yep. so cool and also and i know we'll dive more into this i'm i'm, I'm taking <laughs> i don't mean to take over I've, i get excited about it but also kind of the just juxtaposition of uh of wedna l versus van sod and how the l is a little bit harsher and the zod is a little bit more caring versus what we know today from those I two love houses. that yeah it, it got me wondering if like you know ha- over the last thousand cycles did the two houses sort of over overcompensate uh, you know it, for one another did did the house of l uh become more of a peace-loving um tribe and the the house of zod became more of a warmongering tribe uh as an as an overcorrect for for their pat for the what their uh ancestors had done it's it's interesting it's interesting to think about that and to see that who could say? Obviously, a lot can happen in a thousand years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, that's how long we to... waited. That's how long we waited between between season one and two of this show to come back. That's how it felt. A thousand yeah. cycles. Yeah, remember, remember twenty eighteen, a thousand cycles yeah. ago. That was, Things were that so was different eons. then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, yeah, this was a fantastic. They they keeping with the keeping with the Zod puns, Zods and monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode written by Joel Anderson Thompson and directed by Erica Watson. Um, so yeah, I mean Zod Zod does ma- manage to capture Doomsday using his his uh, his hypothetical uh, 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 testing weapon there, and he, he parades him in front of all of Krypton. Uh, after using using what happened to to Nissa at the hands of Jaxer as sort of justification and as his motivation to uh, uh, go in front of the whole planet and and let them know that you know he's he's still the boss and that now their space fleet is ready and Krypton is going to be a race of conquerors. Oh, good. Just what we need. Yeah, that's that's no problem whatsoever. Go with God. That's not go go problem. go with Zod. Yeah, goes on. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about that. Definitely not terrified about that. No, not not in the no. least. The other thing that's not terrifying is the idea that Seg wants to bring Nissa and Kor to the Fortress of Solitude so that he can get Brainiac out of him once and for all. And I'm just like, yeah, bringing Brainiac to the Fortress, that seems like a good idea. That's fine, right? No issue. No issue there whatsoever. What could go wrong? So much. So, so very much. So, so very much. And, and he's trying to hide the plan from Brainiac, and Brainiac's like, dude, I'm in your head. What, what even are you trying to... T- I can hear you. But that doesn't work out so well for Seg, um, uh, as we'll see. Adam and Kem... So, so Val has made Kem uh, in charge of this mission, the commander of this mission, to go find the hiding Sagittarii who are hiding out on Wegthor. Remember, they'd seen those, they'd seen those heat signatures behind the walls, and so they know there's Sagittarius hiding there. And um, 
Uh, Adam wants to be part of the mission, and Val Val is such a good general. He's like, well, go ask your commander if he can if you can be on his team. Yeah. Um, and and I love how Kem like makes Adam beg for it. Like, come on, I want to hear you say it. Come on, you want to be part of the mission? Come on. Ask politely. <laughs> you want to hear about the radiation poisoning? This guy pooped out his own skeleton. Come on, oh let's talk about god, it. tell him all about it. I can still smell it. Ah. Unring that bell. Mm, mm. You can't. Um, so Zod, Zod wants complete control over Doomsday so he can weaponize him. So they start probing his memory and trying to dig deeper and deeper um, so that they can recondition Doomsday. Ultimately. So that's the thing. That, that's, you know, we talked about that last week. Is that a possibility? Can they recondition yep. Doomsday? Does he have a brain? Does he have memories? Or is he just this brute thing? And we find out, obviously, yes, he, he does have memories. He does. He has a mind. He has a brain. He can. He has memories, and they need to probe past um, the surface. And they said something about, like, scar tissue on his brain and whatnot. So they need to dig deeper and get to the where the trauma is before they can recondition him. So his, his uh, Zod's weapons expert is, uh, is helping him with that. And while that's happening, we see the flashbacks. So we flash back a thousand cycles ago. There's a civil war between Argo City and Kandor. And uh, uh, we have Dax and his wife, Inaj. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, Dax has uh, volunteered to be part of an experiment that's going to help end the war. Um, experiment being run by the House of El and the House of Zod. So he says goodbye to his wife, Inaj. And uh, he goes through these trials that kill him and revive him time after time until he's... His, uh, invulnerable to pretty much all lethal force. So they give him poison gas, they give him fire, they give him all this different stuff and keep killing him and bring him back 400-something times. Um, that's a long day. That's so, that's a day. That's, a that's rough, let's, let's, call, let's call it a day. Let's just put a pin in this Edna, and come back. Edna, let's Can just wrap just, this up for today. Yeah. Let's just, uh, we'll get back to this tomorrow. God, it's I'm hungry. Anybody else? Lunch? Yeah. Yeah. 430 some odd times you're dying and being brought back to life. So that, that sucks. It's a, it's a crappy day at work. That's, that's pretty much a Monday in, in my office. I don't know about you, but... More or less. Yeah. More or less, yeah. 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 Just want to go home, watch Jeopardy. <laughs> the TV <laughs> dinner. I died 400 times a day. Yeah, who didn't, buddy? Let me tell you. <laughs> 400? You had it easy. Dax Baron over here just like griping. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, seriously. Uh um yeah, but that's um that's rough for him. That's that's really rough for him. Um, what do you uh what do you make of that uh that little uh, regeneration chamber thingy right there? It's uh it's a handy thing to have around, isn't that's, it? That's uh interesting. Mm. Hmm. Kind of glossed like, over it subtly. Like seems like if you had the technology to bring somebody back from the dead a thousand cycles ago you could uh, uh maybe use that again maybe know. maybe somebody who we all love who is no longer with us maybe we could uh maybe we could maybe we could use that i don't know just saying it's not that easy right i mean i i think there's i think there's a denser plot going on than that because that where are they just gonna pull that from from doomsday's brain and be like i didn't know we had this yeah right well, I mean, yeah. Wedna L, Wedna L is just like, like, like it's no problem. Just like, okay, yeah. uh, test one failed. Uh, Bring him back. You know, 
regeneration protocol engage or whatever she says. That's our bad, Dax. Our bad. Yeah. That's you know what? Turns out you put somebody in a fire, they don't make it. We didn't know yeah. that. All right. Oh, now you got bony bony spikes. Okay. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Is that a is that a bony protrusion? Are you happy to see me? That's oh. Hmm. Goodness. Yeah. We'll never know, got I real, guess. Uh got real in here. In the in the meantime, well, not in the meantime, I guess a thousand cycles later. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, at the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, they see AI Val again. Uh, it's good to see Val. That good. Val, I like that Val because we got to know that Val so well. That's right. Even though he uh, doesn't know what sarcasm is. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that I don't love General Val, but but I like I like Fortress Val too. I, there's enough Val to go around for everybody. Plenty. Plenty. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely happy with Fortress Val. Uh, I'm a fan for sure. Uh, he finds that there are still Brainiac and Nanites in Seg's brainstem, so they go and uh, try to extract those. The first attempt is not super successful um, because Brainiac kind of takes over um, Seg just enough to thwart that that first attempt. So they have to restrain him, and Nissa has to use. Uh, has to do it manually, remove them surgically with a sonic scalpel. Cool. Sounds very Hoovian, if you ask me. You know, given what happens moments later, I'm almost like, why did Brainiac not want to get out? Like, why resist it? I know, it? right? Well, I, actually, I have a thought on that. I think he kind okay. of, the di- in the dialogue, he kind of sort of explains why, I think. But um, But I agree with you that, like, it would have just been... You know, being 12th level intelligence, he could have just seen that as being the, the path of least resistance. Right. But Seg gives her this really great pep talk where he talks to her about, you know, how she says it's not realistic for me to do this because I'm not a surgeon. I don't know what I'm doing. And he's all like, hey, was it realistic when you double crossed both of these armies? Was it realistic when you jumped out a window with our baby? Like, was any of that realistic? You're amazing. You can do anything, which is like really nice and like was a really good pep talk. You know, there's a lot to be said for the L family. Obviously, mm. we have we, we've we've met Cal L, we've met Jor L, we've met Val L, Seg L, all these L's. I think one thing you can say that is a family trait is they're good at speeches. That is true. They're really good at that ninth hour. You know, time to nut up or shut up. Kind of. You know, it's 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 time to do what needs to be done. Here's your pep talk. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's get the troops. Let's rally the troops and do what we got to do to make uh, to save the day. Right. Right. Yeah. That, clearly, that is a genetic thing, right? That's that's passed down from yes. from generation to generation. Over this is this is still this is two hundred years before Superman, right? Right. So clearly, that goes quite a ways back. I wonder what Wedna L a thousand cycles ago. I wonder what she was. We have to do this. We have to burn this man four hundred times. Burn him. He's a witch. He's a witch. <laughs> Dax is a witch. I I just what? I just I was just told I got a free Quiznos meatball sub if I Quiznos, if I showed up the here Quiznos today. Quiznos comes back. Oh, I just yeah. I was told uh, you know, ex, quote unquote experiment, and I get a free meatball sub. Is that not what's uh, happening here today? No, you'll get your sub after you die four hundred times. Four hundred trials later. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, at this point, uh, Corvex meets his dad for the first time, not infected by Brainiac. Oh, right, sweet. And it worried me because Seg was—he was very adamant about it. He was like, "I want to hold my child the first time as myself," and I was like, "Brainiac." Yeah, me too. 
Me too. Like, oh, he's there? not out. No. Are you going to infect Jor-El? What good is infecting a baby going to do to you? Hmm. Hmm. What well. motor skills can you produce if <laughs> you're inside a, baby a child? Brainiac. An infant. But whatever. Thankfully, a- wasn't. So that Brainiac really was out of SEG, but yeah, 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 yeah. Thankfully, it was but, it was a little too fast for me. It was like now that I'm free, give me my child. Like, yeah, like, that seems that Pump seemed the a break, little. Seg. I was kind of I was kind of worried. Yeah, about, about the same thing, yeah. but maybe that was a misdirect. Um, yeah. meant to meant to give us give us that fear. Um, Nissa says that she's. She has so much shame about the House of Vex, about what her father did to her, um, and she really doesn't want that legacy to get passed on to their 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 child. She wants the the that bloodline to end with her, so she wants Core to be raised as an L. And right then, Fortress Val chimes in and says, "Well, you know, there's a there's a tradition, an L family tradition, where we take." Uh, the name of of an ancestor, and you know, I would like to submit for nomination uh, my father. Look, here's his statue right here in the fortress, and uh, it just so happens to be here. It just 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 we happen to have a prop. Uh, I do prop work, and uh, this is uh, this is my father Jor El. So I was just thinking, maybe maybe mm. maybe name him that. Mm. Oh God, it's such and- a good moment. And then the Williams theme played. Oh, God. Oh, Pinar, you hit those notes mm. so wonderful mm. week to week. But my mm. God, my I God, wanna, what I a moment. I want to talk to her about that. Oh, oh my God. How great gosh. was that? How fantastic was that? Like, I was so. And, and actually, I, I noticed, um, I, I watched it again before we talked. And the, uh, the Zimmer drums there's sort of a, a drum beat that reminded me of the Hans Zimmer oh. uh, Man of Steel theme Man sort of Steel overlaid oh, with the Williams gosh. theme so it's a nice marriage of the two really really nicely done so good oh. oh so good so good what a huge like I said what a huge episode for a Superman fan really to, really big to get that moment to get not only that moment but also get the music cue but also get this this backstory of doomsday that is so epic and so deeply tied into kryptonian roots that's huge for me i don't know about you like aside from clark slash superman my two favorite things in the mythos are lois lane and kryptonian heritage like i love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love the deep deep pulls uh, on uh, of Krypton stuff from the alphabet to the language, just everything. So anytime that that's why this show is directly in my wheelhouse. Some of my favorite Smallville episodes were ones that dealt with Kryptonian tech or you know return to Krypton kind of things. Uh, so and obviously anything to do with the fortress, I absolutely love. So this is just right right in there for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I. I uh i've always been a i was always growing up a bigger fan of the the daily planet crew right mm-hmm. like like steve lombard and ron troop and and i, I mean lois I'm, I'm at the top of, of all of them and perry white uh, jimmy olsen that that crew was like my th- those were my favorites but mm-hmm. smallville gave me the appreciation for the kryptonian heritage stuff because i'd never really got didn't done much of a deep dive into that stuff 
Um, and, and when I was really little, you know, the Marlon Brando parts of Superman, the movie were sort of like, this is boring. When can I get to Superman? So, so, uh, Hush your I, mouth. I, 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 when I was little, when I was like five, I was like, who's the shiny man? Bring me Superman. Um, see, I always love that because I was always like, how are they making those shoots, suits so shiny? <laughs> fair, fair. Where can I get but a shiny suit? I, I came around to it with the with the stuff in in Smallville and how they really solidified the the Krypton Krypton mythos and and tied it in nicely as a as a nice go between between what we saw on the big screen with Christopher Reeve and then what we were getting in the comics. It was a nice marriage of the two things and sort of right. tied together a lot of a lot of different things. So that gave me an interest in this stuff. And now this show is obviously steeped in that and is, is really expanding on it and making me love um, that, that whole part of, of Superman uh, lore even more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was super excited about the, the doomsday thing, but really the Jor-El thing got me more excited than anything else. If I'm being honest, because actually I think I called that a few uh, episodes ago, maybe early on in the season. I think you did too. Core and Jor sounded pretty close together. And I wonder if at some point they would change that. So there you go. So that was cool um, to be right about that. And then when Tim was on with me a few weeks ago, we were talking about the fortress and he asked who the two statues were. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got that answer. It's, it's Val's parents. Because we're used to the fortress on Earth, obviously, being Jor-El and Lara. Right. Uh, in those statuesque forms. But that's, you know, that's different 200 years ago. So it's nice to get that reference as well. I love it. I love that. So really cool to get some answers all around. Awesome to get that Williams theme punctuating that that moment. <sighs> Such a big... So that That is, a, like, to me, one of the biggest one of the biggest Superman moments we've had yet on this show. Like we've had the Cape, we've had, uh, you know, Adam talking about Superman. We've had all these great, great things. We've had talk of Kal-El. We we haven't had many, you know, I think back to obviously the, the premiere, the first two episodes of season one, where we do have that moment of sex standing inside the glyph, holding the Cape. uh, And then obviously the Cape reforming in the Phantom Zone finale of season one was just epic to watch that rebuild the crest rebuild before our very eyes and the cape become whole again before it disappeared completely um but yeah it's been a while since we've had one of those i i I hate to say williams donner moments but this was definitely one of them yeah definitely It, it it's this is one of those like you know, very like uh, like prestigious moments where we roll mm-hmm. out the Williams theme because it's it is a moment worthy of that and a moment deserving. Right. We're of not that. just we're not throwing that Williams theme out. You got to use that sparingly. We can't give it sparingly. Week. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because this is this is this is Kal El's dad. This is Superman's dad. We're talking about now, right? Exactly. So we're we're firmly. We obviously always knew Seg was his grandfather, but now we're in the era of okay, Jor El is here. Um, so we're, we're in his lifetime now. Um, we're not that far removed from the man himself. So that, you know, for, for fans like us, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And it's super exciting. So, and then, and having it punctuated with Williams theme is, is all the more important. Um, I want to take a minute and talk about Kem because Kem, Kem proves himself to be a real hero 
in this in this episode. He really I'm, proves himself to be um, worthy of trust, worthy of a, a very um, a fine, like upstanding. Uh, um, the word integrity comes to mind um, because. His his team finds these Sagittarii. They think they found their heat signatures um, where they were hiding, and his team wants to stage an attack. But he has the instinct to insist that they follow protocol, and he's actually going to go look alone uh, and and try to find these these Sagittarii. And I say he has integrity because when he comes back, you know, he's, he's insistent upon pursuing the Sagittarii on his own, and when he returns. The Sagittarii, it turns out, have been exposed to too much of the Stellarium radiation, so uh, they're hungry, they're weak, and he orders, Kem orders his own troops to, to give these enemy combatants their meals. And I just, I, I just, what, like, everybody, literally everybody on his team was against him, was against him going in there alone. Granted, it was risky, probably not the smartest move, but he went in there alone, and he negotiated a truce and said hey we'll feed you you know we'll, we'll take care of you i understand i was where you were i was drafted too let come over to our side and i'm going to take care of you i just I, love that about kim i would love to know more about the six months in between of him you know being drafted to be sagittara and mm. i know we got that flashback with with dev but i just would love to know more about kim and where where he kind of went from there because he he's definitely a changed man from what we've seen in season one. Uh, and I love Kim's one of my favorite characters on the show. I really appreciated him in this episode, his caringness and his willfulness to lead. But I, I also would love to dive into more of what transpired in that time period for him where we, where we weren't watching. Agreed. Agree, because I feel like he grew a lot during that time. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see more of that. But I, I really admire the person that he's become. Yeah, goes absolutely. From, goes from managing the Candor Cantina to to this, and it's that's that's quite a jump in responsibility, and he is able to shoulder that responsibility quite admirably. You're a good man, Kem. You're a good man. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Good man. That's right. Uh, so Zod, Zod's talking to Doomsday, right? Mm-hmm. And he's all like, you know, we're brothers, you and me. We're both, we're both protecting Krypton at all costs. Like, join me and fulfill your destiny. Um, all this kind of stuff, nice. right? Good job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, not as good as Colin Salmon, but um, that'll just have to do. Uh, Doomsday's... We, we then see Doomsday's most traumatic memory, right? They keep digging deeper, digging deeper, and they find his most traumatic memory where his his wife, Inaj, comes back in, and she bursts in, and she's demanding to see Dax, and, and the, the L's and the Zods are all like, well, can't really. He's kind of... Uh, he's on death number 435, and we got some stuff to... You he's know, it's, just, it's a busy day. Just- He's it's, fine. He'll be home in time for Jeopardy. It's fine. It's, it's a lot of paperwork. You'd be bored by the whole thing. Did you say deaths? Yeah, paperwork. Don't, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get him home soon. The insurance the insurance implications are a nightmare. Trust me, you don't want to hear about it. <laughs> he, 
He's got to fill out his W two. It's a whole thing, oh, man. The, and the life insurance, like, oh, yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah. Your deductibles yeah. just went way up, by the way. Yeah, you did um, take out that policy yesterday, right? I just want to mm. make sure because you're gonna need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but this was a really heartbreaking moment, right? Before before he went into the chamber for the first time, they had this sort of you know ET moment where they both put their fingers up against the glass. Have you ever, in the history of Dooms, in the history of Superman, but in the history of Doomsday, in the last, what, 30, no, 20, almost 30, seven, yeah, 20, 27, 27 years, 27 years, yeah. years, have you ever felt sorry for Doomsday? <laughs> like, like, not even for Davis Bloom. Like, like, I have, I'm like, sitting there like, Oh, like I felt like it was like Harry and the Hendersons there for a minute. It like was. I felt it was like I Harry was and like the my heart is going out to to Doomsday. Like he, like Dax just wanted to like serve uh, Candor. Like he just wanted to help any way that he could, and and like he lost his wife. I mean, he lost his life, but he four hundred times. But he lost his wife, and he's this absolute monster now and my heart is just going out to doomsday and i'm like what am i doing he killed superman like i can't right i can't right. i can't feel sorry for doomsday the thing that got me the most was he's mo- he's more machine than man now that's right that's right he's more bony protrusion now yeah i it, the thing that got me the most was she was already horrified when he stepped forward into the light right uh that was she was already horrified and and like all like dax what did they do to you but then the second he put his finger back up against the glass to be like, no, this is me, mm-hmm. that's when she like was horrified and bolted. Yeah. Oh, my God. My heart just broke for him. The poor excuse, guy. Excuse me, Mr. Buddy Protrusion. Is my husband in there? Could you put him toward the gas, <laughs> the glass and just taps the glass? Oh. Oh, my. Well, this has been fun, but I don't think it's going to work out for us anymore. Mm. I'm going to yeah. call your brother. And, it, and, and it's not me. It's you, by the way. It's it's totally you. It's it's you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you're right. Like, how? when was the last time you really felt truly bad for Doomsday? I felt bad for never. Davis Bloom, but I never felt bad for him when he doomed out. I never felt bad for Davis Bloom. I felt bad for him, but he wanted, I he wanted help. I never felt bad for Davis Bloom. From the day the charismatic paramedic showed up, I was like, nah. Of course... You know, the avid watcher, you're supposed to watch this season-long mystery for the reveal that he's Doomsday. And, of course, we all knew as fans from the get-go what was going on is that he was transforming into Doomsday. And Well, it's not season-long, but halfway through the season, you for like seventh or eighth episode, you're supposed to find out that he's Doomsday. And I never once felt sorry for him. I, I okay. I I'll, we'll agree to disagree there. I, I felt bad for him at points when he like really needed Chloe's help and and whatnot. But but I never felt bad for him when he was Doomsday because they did a good job of walling that off and like he wasn't he wasn't remembering those things right. He would have amnesia of those episodes. And nah. He killed Jimmy. He did. He 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 killed Bartholomew. Then again, Chloe banged Oliver on the spot where they both died. So true. True. Kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. Anyway, regardless, I've mm. never felt bad for Doomsday before. Okay. All right. Well, th- I've never Until felt like now. this for Doomsday for sure. For like, sure. I already felt bad for Dax, but then, you know, the figure on the glass, and I was like, oh, God, what are they doing to me? You want to just stick that bony protrusion in me and twist it? Just, just, ugh. The, wow. The, All right. The heartache. 
The heartache. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not like that. I get what you mean now. Not like a knife, like twisting the knife. I was like, yeah. wow, Frank. <laughs> I'm not sure she was into it, but okay. <laughs> Holy hell, my mind went a totally wow. different way. That was dark. Wow. Wow. That was dark, my that friend. Was, wow. My goodness. All right. Mm. Okay. We're just going to leave that right there. Um, Happy Wednesday, everybody. In the fortress. Happy hump day. In the nope, in the nope. fortress. The uh the Brainiac Nanites have already gone missing. So that's great. Uh fantastic. Scan the baby. Let's scan the baby. Scan uh, okay, it's not in drawer, it's not in Nissa. Actually, my favorite this is a, a my favorite thing that happened. Well, and I said that I watched this twice, and both times that I watched it, both times uh <laughs> when when I think Seg uh, says like oh scan scan for the nanites they're they're bio digital and in my head I couldn't help it I could not help it Derek both times I was like bio digital jazz man because <laughs> like what else have you heard the phrase bio digital I don't hear it very often so couldn't couldn't help it Tron Legacy had to had to come come to the forefront there for a second it's bio-digital jazz, man, and the jazz is not in Jor, and the jazz is not in Nyssa, and this is not going to be good. Um, well, if it's not here, and it's not here, and mm. it's not there, then who's running hell? <laughs> who's running L? L. Ah. Ah. I love that. I love the way they revealed this, though. They were about to scan Seg. Yeah. And... And right then, Fortress Val starts to malfunction. Yeah. You realize it's in the fortress. DJ Val Fortress just starts, just starts sketching out of uh, existence there. And oh, there's the green bastard. There he is. Found the, him. The jolly green giant. <laughs> yeah, so... Probably again. not a good idea to be able to take Brainiac where's that, where that much technical communication can be transmitted and absorbed not the best idea. And, not know, the best idea i mean if we learned one thing about brainiac over the over the eons of there being brainiac is that even the tiniest floppy disk of 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 data can can reform him mhm mhm yep it only takes it only takes one copy to yep. for the whole game to be over yep and i i guess that brainiac hadn't hatched this plan yet um, because, so I said I'd come back to this. Two things. Uh, one that I just thought of. If he had thought of it when they were on their way to the fortress, Seg would have known. Because Seg would still, they were still connected. Mm -hmm. So Seg would have known that. So it, it can't be that Brainiac had thought that up yet. And then the other piece is, he says, and what he's about to do next, uh, he's, oh, and meanwhile, by the way, the skull ship appears over Kandor, and Zod is all freaking out, and he's scrambling the, the skimmers and all that and again and we still wonder i went back and watched the finale because we were talking about it where's the skull the season ship one been? finale yeah and when the de-bottling happens unbottling de-bottling what would you call that cracking open a beer uh when the bottle cap challenge happens yes yes uh-huh yeah and, now I'm with you. and it unspins and you know <laughs> Krypton gets bottle cap challenge of the year, everybody. We're just going to go ahead and give it to him. <laughs> uh, when, when, when that undoes, the ship's just still hovering 
over Krypton, but we've not seen it at all this season. So it's just been an orbit. I guess. This entire time. It just shows I think back people up. Are like, I think people are like pulling out telescopes to look at it like the International Space Station. Oh, there it goes. Look, no, I see it. I see, the skull. Oh, no, oh, it's gone. But anyway, he shows back up. Shows back up and he starts doing this. He offers he offers Seg one last chance to, to join him. And Seg refuses. He says, I'll never join you. You know, what you'd expect from the hero. And, uh, and Brainiac accepts his decision. Uh, and he says, you know, when I first showed up here, I thought that I, uh, uh, I wanted to... I, I, I came here wanting to preserve the best and brightest of Krypton. And I thought that was Kandor. But now I realize it's not. So I think that up until this moment, I think he has like he, he makes a game time decision, like change of plans mm-hmm. is my is my read on the situation, because if he had if he had decided he was taking Jor-El sooner. I think that Seg would have known, um, and I think it was after having been released from Seg that he realizes, ooh, you know what else I could do is just take over this whole fortress and then take their son and then t- and then be gone. And like I can launch myself away so i think that this is all like he's reacting in real time how he didn't think of this sooner i don't don't know know. what i would have loved to seen is the little digital nanobites just crawl it like in a in a line like just running across the fortress in the background behind all of them like yeah just running toward the console yeah we didn't get that though they all had blake ritson's voice but pitched up really high yeah I could turn this show into a comedy. We could, it doesn't Easily. take much. Easily. Does, except for the whole except for the whole bony protrusion thing. That would that would yeah, too well, much, except for that that story. It's a, it's a it's a black comedy. I feel like I need to repent for for that I one. I feel like you I, do. I, I, I had nothing to do with that. I'm not gonna take responsibility for that one. So. Oh god. I blame Edna. I blame Edna, yeah. Well, anyway, so he 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 accepts accepts Seg's decision and he leaves, but not before abducting Jorel. Oh, great. Uh, so we now add, can add uh, uh, child endangerment and kidnapping mm-hmm. to the list of offenses against Brainiac. That's right. You stole a child, sir. A baby. Yes. An infant. How's that baby going to eat okay. on that ship? Uh, lots of green milk. All right. I mean, he's got he's got uh, all kinds of bottled cities, you know, all over that. I ship. mean, I he don't want to see I don't want to see Brainiac breastfeeding jor I don't know if that, that's where you're going with that or not, but I, I don't... Nope. I don't that, you, are, you are two for two, my friend. I, wait, weird, you said green milk. Fantasy. I don't know what you, what, what you want from me, Frank. I don't know what you want from me today. There's, there's green milk in Star Wars, man. Anyway. There's um, blue milk. Oh, you're... And there's green, green milk in the... Well, it came the, from a breast, so... Okay. Well, yeah, all of it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's your science lesson for today, kids. <laughs> You don't need to be a 12th level intellect to know where milk comes from. Um, yeah. Skull ship disappears. Nissa Brainiac, is... Brainiac's just got a cow on the ship. Just walking around. <laughs> don't worry, George. Don't well, worry, he's my got, child. He's got Detroit. I right? thought ahead. So, oh, yeah. Just reach in there and get some Gerbers. Yeah. 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 We're fine. That, that'll work. We're fine. We know that a Kryptonian can live on human food, so that would work. Yeah. That would get the job done. Absolutely. Um, and absolute, absolute uh, tip of the hat to Wallace Day for an uh, amazing oh, performance I there at the it. end, where she is 
she just she loses just melts it. down. She is inconsolable, and she's like, "You said this wouldn't happen," you know, like, oh, amazing. Uh, I felt, I felt for them. I know. Also, I know. Uh, what's your plan here, Brainiac? Where are you going to take Jor-El? What's going? Uh, how does Superman not exist anymore? Like, what? Tell me. Tell me all the things. Like, I'm very confused on what this plan is. I'm very excited to see whatever it turns out to be, though. I'm very, I'm very interested to see how it how it turns out because, yeah, like does this, yeah, does then does Superman just never happen? Like, so yeah, his, his... I feel like this is more of a season three arc, right? We ain't got time. There's way you know, too much going left. on. There's way too much going on in Candor to to be chasing Brainiac, Brainiac and Jor El's excellent adventure going on throughout right. the galaxy. I, I there's we got we got to stop Zod. We got and we got Doomsday on top of that. Yeah, but at the same time, if you let Brainiac get away with your child, I mean, I don't see Nissa giving up on oh, this anytime no, soon. I mean, maybe maybe no. she'll put it aside for a second, but I really don't see her giving up. I mean, no. this, her entire her entire arc this whole season has been aimed at getting back with Corvex. Yeah. Right? That was the entire I think arc. you know and we talked about that, earlier how we never really delved into the clone thing and i think that that's what has repaired her from questioning her own existence is is core slash jor yes so to lose that is detaching her from her own humanity as you know she identifies as a mother now i mean you've ripped that away from her so i i can't see nissa i'm like you i can't see nissa going quietly into that good night without tracking that green bastard down and getting her son back. But could she do it alone? I mean, I don't think she can do it alone. I, I can see her going half cocked and doing something stupid. I am fully cocked. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Seg. No, I mean, uh, I mean yeah, I, I know I, what you mean. I, I can see her. I, she definitely has the motivation to do it. I could see her completely. I mean, we saw she screwed over both sides for Jor already once. So I could see her screwing somebody over and doing it again to get her son back. I could, I could see her wanting to do it, but you know, uh, one Kryptonian versus, versus Brainiac is, um, is not exactly a fair fight mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's let's tough. get him to earth. But if anyone let's, can do it, she can, let's get him to earth and get, get this under a yellow sun, make it a fair fight. Ooh, now there's an idea. Hmm. Are there any like sun lamps aboard the the ship uh, you know, to keep to keep the various yellow sun planets uh, sustained? Is there like can she get under a yellow sun lamp and uh, cause some cause some trouble that let's way? Char- let's charge her up. I would yeah. love to see Nissa with Superman abilities. Oh my god, how amazing would that be? That, that would, I would be. I would watch. I'd make popcorn for that, man. That I'd be like, would be you watching a the Flash. Fantastic hour, thank you. That would be a fantastic hour of television. That'd be outstanding to see, to see her a, a mother a mother defending her child under a yellow uh, sun at, at all costs. Yes, yes. Oh. Bring it right into my veins. Give me that. Hmm. <laughs> well, any any thoughts about? It? So we got three episodes left here. We're 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 what what now? So I you, you say you think we're going to be focused primarily on uh, on the Zod Brainiac stuff. Right? I'm sorry, sorry, Zod uh, Doomsday stuff. Right? I would I, I, I think would think we sense. have to because our our 
time on Wegthor is not like we're we're still war is still brewing. It's just yeah. it's just taking a back seat from the destruction of the space elevator and the quote unquote death of Lida, which I'm still not on board for. I still think right. It may be the last hour of the season, but I think we'll we will still find that Lida is alive and well. That yeah, I think you're okay. Uh, we we talked about some ways that could happen last week. We talked about some ways that could happen, and I think I think there's definitely validity to that. And I also we, have to we, wonder. I have to wonder, like th- they showed us some parallels between there being a civil war a thousand cycles ago, there being essentially a civil war again mm-hmm. um, with the rebellion, mm-hmm. and th- we saw that really the war ended before Doomsday came to fruition, right? Because yeah. when uh, when uh, Inaj came back. She was saying how the war was over and it and it didn't it didn't matter anymore. But uh, how the, long the L's and Zods <laughs> were disagreeing there. So this was that, all well, for we'll not. We'll still need this for the future. Yeah, yeah, this was all for not. Like how long have you been in here killing him? Right, right. Well, but they justified it by saying there'll be other wars and we'll still need this absolutely you know, this weapon. And so, like, is this the other war? You yeah, know, but like, it, 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 I I seem to remember it's agreed upon in season one, or or it's it's the, the synthots say. You know, they, the the houses of El and Zod buried their shame. Like it, it. Beca- oh, it's, you're right. Like I feel like it. It becomes. Uh, we effed up. We need to lock this thing. We obviously can't kill him. Again, he's just going to come back stronger. So, we we need to lock this thing away, and, and that's what happens. You are right. You are right. They did say that. I wonder. I wonder if it was right away. Like if it happened right then, a thousand cycles ago. Like we created him, and immediately we're going to bury this thing because it's too dangerous. Bury the boy. Bury the doomsday. Bury the boy. Bury the doomsday. Bury the. I don't know. Uh, Obviously, you couldn't control him after a certain point. So I don't imagine that he was just on a leash walking around in the park for (laughs) for a while. Good boy, doomsday. You're such a good doomsday. Yeah. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Do you think, um, uh, you know, I, I think also about um, the way that Zod is, we've got the, the fleet of ships now. Um, he's already expanding outward while he's still trying to fight this this domestic, you know, civil war Um with the rebellion that he's painted as terrorists. So does he continue on his, uh, you know, I, I don't see anything stopping him from his mission to continue expanding outward, but it does seem like you're kind of splitting your focus there, buddy. Like, I feel like, you know, vanquish one, uh, one enemy at a time. Yeah. You're, you're stretching yourself too thin. You're, you're Kevin Smithing it. You're doing way too many things at once. <laughs> you got the podcast, you got the Jane Silent Bob reboot, you got the live shows. Come on, man. You, I mean, you're directing T- DC TV episodes. You're doing too many things. You need laser focus much. on one thing. Let's one thing at a time. Let's wipe out Val and the resistance and then let's go exploring. Or, and you or, know what? Or that conquering. said, I'm actually really excited about Jane and Silent Bob reboot. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I hear. Yeah, like the, the the split focus thing could be his downfall ultimately, right? Like, do do one thing and do it well. Yeah. Hmm. Questions uh, to be answered another time, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know any any other any other thoughts that no, you want to share? No, I'm just excited. We... Obviously, eight, nine, and ten 
coming down the pipeline if we learned anything from season one it's that's really like you know binge worthy in one sitting kind of tv um right they they obviously are not pulling any punches and now we've got a doomsday that may or may not be able to be controlled as a weapon you know maybe they i mean we we've been talking about that maybe they are sending him to weg thor you know maybe that that is what ends up happening is he's just the first of many conquerings uh be an excellent right. field test uh for him to wipe out the resistance mm, on Wegthor. truth and now they have they have the 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 fleet they can just fly on over to Wegthor. no more space elevator right, right. we're gonna we're gonna use the escalator this time that's right the space yeah. escalator yeah i i'm i go back to the brainiac and and this the thing obviously i don't think she's gonna let that go also um we have not seen Lobo again, and I saw a trailer last night where Lobo. It looked there was a f- quick shot, but it looked like Lobo was on uh, in Candor. Ooh, crap town! So obviously, I don't. I, if I'm if my sights did not deceive me, Lobo makes his way to Crap Town at some point too. Again, that might be a, a tenth uh, epi- uh, uh, final uh, final episode of the season moment where uh, where he shows back up. So goes back to Crap Town and gets reunited with Siegel. Uh-huh. So we've got a lot to deal with. Uh, and that's why I just, you know, I hate to put the baby on the back burner, but, uh, Jory, you're going to have to hold on a minute. Like, we, we got a lot going on that we got to deal with first. Hmm. We'll get to you. A lot of loose ends to tie up. Absolutely. Well... We will be here with you for the rest of season two. What little is left, three more weeks left of season two. We will be here to cover all of it. Uh, it is always, always a privilege, my friend, to, to do this with you. Folks can find us over at kryptonpodcast.net. Uh, that's where you can find this show. You'll find the show notes there. Uh, you can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Overcast. Anywhere you find your podcast, you will find this one. We really love your ratings and reviews. Those mean a whole lot to us. Uh, keep us the top-rated Krypton podcast on uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, if you could. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Um, and if you could uh, shoot us any thoughts and theories you have, any speculation, anything you want to share with us, uh, we are at Shoe Krypton on Twitter or uh, KryptonPodcast at gmail.com uh, if you want to, uh, to hit us up there. And we'll be back with a review of the eighth episode, Mercy, which if I am familiar with the House of Zod, we don't ask for mercy. So we'll see what happens there. Mm. So there's no Zod pun this time. It's not like Zod's and Mercy's and... No, not, none of that. No, it's too bad. I'm still waiting on Zod. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> wait for yeah. That'll be that'll be uh, 301. Zod. Damn it. Goodbye, everybody.